0: Hello 2 <int Ana> 2 Hello chat 2 chat 2 2 industry 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 tactics All right, welcome to Industry Tactics episode 80. I'm your loyal host Friendly Rich and uh I think we're breaking into what I might call episode 80 is going to be the start of season 2. The last episode, I don't know what I was trying there, but I got more of it. Friendly's Vinyl Pap. So expect more of those. I'm going to kind of shit those out as I go. But episode 80 is the start of a new wormhole. It's my talk with Doug Friesen. He's a great musician in the city of Toronto. Um we touch on some stuff he's also a great educator and he I, my, my wormhole is going to be following the footsteps of all these people that he's educated who are now doing things uh, in, in music in the world and uh, very excited to kind of follow that path of like what, what music education can mean and the great impact Doug made over the, the last 10-15 years maybe more in, in, in doing so um education matters friends and uh, and we're going to learn that here uh and and follow and trace it it's going to be kind of a a deep dive a dig into uh into all the people that his the the weird shit that he would do in the classroom at rosedale school of the arts i'm thinking wes allen aaron Como, uh lots a lot more a lot more uh so it's going to probably be a few years of me digging into, uh, interviewing all these people and finding out what the sweet sweet spot was. What 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 was Doug doing that was so special? Um, so I'm starting it here. This is season two. It could last a long while. Um, and I'm gonna throw in. Oh great, my phone's ringing. Hang on a sec. It's my mom. Hey mom. Hey, mom. hey dad. Hey Anth, how you doing? I'm uh, keeping out of trouble. What about you? Are you,
1: are you, are you, are you working today? No,
0: no I'm just uh, doing a little podcast uh, stuff to keep out of trouble. A little podcast introduction.
1: Yeah, at home,
0: man. Yeah, I'm at home. We're in lockdown. Oh, uh, lockdown. You? You? Yeah, I'm in lockdown, too. You've been watching. You still sound <laughs> like you got. Lockdown. I've been in
1: for, uh, I've been in lockdown
0: for 10 years now. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you sound like you still got that cold. Are you doing... <laughs> no, no. You doing all right? You keep saying no, but I keep hearing it every time we talk. Oh, yeah? Well, you're coughing. No, just dislodging some... Uh, some mucus. Some
1: from
0: my throat, that's all. All right, okay. Nothing else. What's yeah?
1: Uh, so what, what did you do? What did you do today?
0: I went uh, for a walk with Lynn. I filmed a bunch of turds in the neighborhood. There's a lot of dog shit in our neighborhood. <laughs> so you you filmed it? Yeah, I'm filming all kinds of turds. I'm I'm calling them logs. I'm saying uh, I'm getting right down in them and saying nice logs.
1: Oh really? You you must have a lot of dogs.
0: We got a lot. Of, I got a lot of film. Let's put it that way. Lots of dung, but no, we're staying away from humans. Still, oh, that's good. That's good. That's, um, what the, that's what they're calling for. You? What yeah. are you? You guys staying inside?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, we went. Uh, your mom had to go to the drugstore today, but um, yeah, I heard that. that. Okay. Other than that, we went for a car ride. And yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. miss you guys. We're gonna had, have to get I together. Had to no, days. I know. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. It's the best thing to do right now is just stay inside yeah. and uh, and keep busy. Stay creative. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. What else can you do in uh, these circumstances?
0: You know, you get tired of watching the news too. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You're a bad reporter. Did you see that bullshit? You're a bad reporter. That's right. You're a bad reporter. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't like the question. I don't have to answer it, so I'm going to call you a stupid
0: reporter. Yeah, what a turd. <laughs> Speaking of Isn't that turds, amazing? yeah, it is. Where did you Where did you hear that? Well, I, I've I've cable. I know. I don't even have cable. I've been paying attention. But
1: yeah, but to what? How do you get that news?
0: All over the place.
1: On the internet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You turn on the internet or what?
0: I turn on the internet. The internet's always on, it seems. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah.
1: It's always on CNN?
0: Yeah, I talked to Tia Maria yesterday, and she was saying that she's used to this kind of thing because she grew up during wartime.
1: Oh, you got to be kidding.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I... What the fuck is she talking about? Well, I don't know. She grew up during wartime. Didn't she? she? She wasn't even fucking born during the war. Well, I guess that's uh, well. I'm not doing so the math. The war ended in
1: 1944. She was born in 1945.
0: <laughs> so well, she, she I think used she went through it because she
1: went through the war. Okay, she knows
0: right. what uh, she knows. What Fazura are? She knows how to eat the beans.
1: Uh, she knows what?
0: I think she's used to wartime cooking. Is what she she meant? Yeah. Oh,
1: maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah. Maybe.
1: She wouldn't remember for the first four or five years of her life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So from nineteen forty forty eight on, she would may remember something,
1: but before for 1948 and 1940... No, before
0: 1950, she wouldn't remember anything. No, no. Of
1: course not. You, you remember shit when you were three years
0: old? Not really, Dad. No, no. Are you, are you sure? Not much. You?
1: No, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember anything before I was five years old.
0: Yeah.
1: Hardly anything at all. Yeah. So I must have a bad brain or something. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we all do. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my, uh, your mom says it's all in my mind.
0: Yeah, it's all in your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. As long as you guys are doing all right, that's the main thing, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: we're doing
0: okay. Yeah, as long as you guys are doing okay, too.
1: Sarah. Yeah. The whole world is up in that... In Shit in a handbasket. basket. That's yeah. Terrible. Did you want to talk to your uh,
0: mother? No, tell her I'll well WhatsApp her tomorrow. Okay. All right. Love you, Dad.
1: Yeah, love you too. Uh, keep uh, keep calm
0: and uh, see you later, man. We'll do. You too, man. Okay. Bye. 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 Well, that was a nice little uh, interlude. That was my father and mother. Uh, so there you have it. This this interview with Doug happened essentially b- the night before. Uh, I don't like to kind of place these podcasts in any sort of time frame, but it would seem weird to not acknowledge the night before all this covid uh situation started to unravel and and uh school got cancelled we we were actually at uh the interview happens where Doug did a lot of his great has done a lot of his wonderful work in education at Rosedale uh School of the Arts and it was just announced actually while I was doing the interview that that school was shut down so interesting times we're living in a gentle listener listen uh, i hope you are all safe and well and enjoy this podcast uh, a deep dive into the life and career of doug Friesen. and i'll say it to you all uh, uh i love you all and thank you for your support let's stay close and far at the same time keep building community as our friend Doug Friesen, you'll hear that he has exploded. It's a big bang. And, uh, and I'm excited to dive in to this, season two of Industry Tactics. It's, it's going to start with this interview of Doug. I'm going to interview as many of his students working in music today. And then I'm going to end it with maybe in a few years, who knows, uh, depending on how hard I work, with an interview, a follow-up interview with Doug. I have a feeling we're all gonna learn a lot about the power of music education. Be good to each other and we'll see you again soon on Industry Tactics. Here's Doug now.
2: Yeah, it what I like am shitting here. here, I am. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so yeah, you're you so hot. It, you should hear it rattle yeah. when a tube is playing. You know, there's like these light fixtures really get going.
0: This is beautiful, man. I'm honored to be here. We are in a stinky music room in <laughs> Rosedale Hold on, I'm. That's not sounding good. <sighs> Fuck me. Welcome back to uh, Industry Tactics, ladies and gentlemen. I'm friendly Rich. I'm here with Doug Friesen.
2: Hello. Here we are.
0: We're about to dig deep, as deep as we've gone with this podcast. And if you've listened to uh, prior episodes, maybe the second or third last one with uh, the Nihilus Spasm Band, where I interview each of them, you are in for a treat. I'm going into a new world here. It's a wormhole. We'll call this season two, (laughs) Dougie, and and not Doug Ford, not Doug Ford, Doug Doug Friesen. Um, So we're going to dig deep into his life. It's probably going to be a two-part sandwich the way I'm envisioning this with Doug friesen Bunn. Okay. Shit ton of students that he has uh, changed their lives and we'll get into all of them and what music education means and then we're going to end it with a reflection from Doug at the end of the season. The season may take three years <laughs> but fuck it, time is a construct. <laughs> so let's get into it. Doug Friesen. Here we are. We're in this beautiful, like the. the I'm repulsed and equally fascinated by Rosedale Heights. It's my first time here.
2: Yeah. We're in a very classic, like, band room that has these tiered... I don't know who the hell thought these tiers would be a good idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, Why does that make- say band room, tiered? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess it's the old band model, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the bandstand. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like,
2: broken down Roland Cube amps, you know? Yeah,
0: man, and we've got, like, a drum kit behind the the plexiglass, and I, yeah. I learned that that's very expensive shit to, to yeah to contain the drums. That's eh? Justin
2: Deneau that put that up there. Wow. Justin Deneau, who is another teacher. Okay, here. yes,
0: I know that name. I know you've told me that name before. Yeah. Yeah. So I've known you forever. Um I'm honored to to reconnect with you on this one. And and we could talk about a million things and I'm sure we will. Yeah, but sure. but I do want to keep it really focused to the impact, the deep impact that I've seen. I've just, you know, I've had my ears open for I'm gonna say the past decade of like I come across so many students that you have impacted that I can't ignore it anymore. And I've always made the statement, I've always made the statement, fuck, you know, if I wasn't doing a PhD on this, I'd be doing it on that. And that (laughs) that would be the great impact that you have had on and I know you're, you're a humble guy, so you're not going to take all the credit. You're like, but this yeah. place, let's say this place, mm-hmm. I would think you would, you would, you would get behind. Um, but I'm going to keep pointing it back to you. But this place specifically at a point in time, and I don't know the years, maybe you can help me with that, but uh, churned out like a lot of the music, working musicians in Toronto right now.
2: Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. I, I, I found myself lately, like even before you contacted me I bet trying to figure out how to describe what was going on there at that time. Cause, cause I know, I know what I was doing. I know what I was, what I, what I was interested in and what I was bringing to the table and I know what some of the other teachers had brought to the table and, and I thought I, I had this idea that I would do a little zine mm. of kids talking about what their experiences at that time. Mm. But I haven't gotten to it, so you beat me mm. to it. You know? Oh fuck! Let's, right up. Really, well, let's maybe hear it could, what these kids have to say. <laughs>
0: maybe it will lead to both. Right? Yeah. It can all be done over over three or four years if we if we put <laughs> our minds to it. So yeah, exactly. so why don't you for our listeners who don't know who Doug Friesen is, give them a well, let's get into Dougie's world season two, Dougie.
2: <laughs> well, I'll try and focus it on, on these few years here, but but I uh, um, went to a tiny little university in Manitoba, yeah, and then came here. Um, It was small enough that I could do, like, jazz and classical, but then also, I think this is related. It's weird Mm -hmm. to talk about myself, but I think it's related. Mm -hmm. I could do kind of jazz and classical. No one really said, you have to do one or the other. And also, I started a new music um, lunchtime kind of concert just because I felt like there was all these musicians around and we could Mm -hmm. play new stuff. And it was really exciting to be there. And then I moved to Toronto to play music because I knew... Um, were you a
0: bass player? at by, no, like, I studied trombone in university. You were trombone in university. Yeah, well, like okay. classical mostly,
2: I guess. Okay. But okay. Um, I got to... What, what was the, Man- the
0: Manitoba University? Brandon University. Brandon. Yeah. Okay.
2: Which had some pretty interesting people there. Like one of the profs had played on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Like he came from England huh. and, and ended up in Brandon, Manitoba. Far out. Town of 40,000 people. Far out. Um, but I... I came to... I met some... While I was still there, I started a cover band with another friend, Paul Linklater, who's a pretty amazing musician and still in in Toronto. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I didn't know he was from there.
2: Yeah, we moved here together at the same time. Oh, man. Well, because of the real statics, like, we thought maybe we'll come and hang out for a year or two just in in Toronto um, because of that... Yeah, those guys. And... Did you know any of them back then? Yeah, yeah. Paul knew them and I had met them. We'd opened for them a few times in Manitoba. I see. And Paul... I think we were coming at the time. We finished university, but also Linklater was like house sitting for Bedini. Like Bedini was in Italy with his family, uh-huh. writing a book about Italian baseball league. Yeah, something. sure. Does sure. that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Well done. And uh, and so we. I don't think Dave wanted me necessarily staying in his house as well, but I stayed there for a little while. <laughs> of you know? course, of course. <laughs> um, just for a week or so, hmm. and then and then found my own place, and 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 I kind of stumbled into this job, like. I had spent a bunch of time switching my teaching license. This is maybe boring stuff, but no, no, this is background. My teaching license to Ontario, and I worked for Records on Wheels. I don't know if you remember that company. Sure, yeah. They CD. They, they became CDPlus.com. Okay, I didn't and, know uh, they,
0: that's what they became. Wow. wow I was kind of like, was... like
2: just like working at a used record store on kay. Young Street, but then I got an interview here at this school at Rosedale. This is 2002. I was 23 years old. I got an interview, and uh, this is the kind of stuff that doesn't happen anymore, especially under the other Doug's um, cuts, budget cuts. Um, I got interviewed in the morning. I had to take a day off. My I was working in the warehouse in Markham at that point. I was kind of moving up in Records on Wheels. Yeah. And then...
0: You were moving up in Records on Wheels. I like that. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the principal interviewed me with yeah. the current music... That, at that time, the music teacher, this guy David Hayes, Kay. who's going to come up because he's a pretty unique figure. And, okay. And I think he had a lot of... A lot of... Um, he shaped this program, and, okay. and especially at that time. Okay. Some of the kids you know, like Evan Cartwright... Yeah. Um, learned a lot from David and David... David anyways, Hayes, okay. David Hayes, but... Hayes. Um they interviewed me in the morning and then said, what are you doing this afternoon? And I'm like, well, I'm supposed to go back to work. Like, I just took the morning off and they asked me to teach that afternoon. Fuck, you, you never can't. hear about this.
0: <laughs> you can't you, do that stuff. You, I love
2: these old,
0: in a way, now this becomes an old world story of like, yeah. this entire wormhole yeah. may not have happened if you just hadn't been in that place at that time. Are you serious? Yeah, and
2: I think I, I you I, fell I feel upon like I, this world? I felt like I flubbed the interview too. Like, I'm terrible at interviews as we might see today. We'll see, but, but I, I don't think I did a very good job. And then mm. I think I did a really good job with the kids that afternoon, though. And then they, they said, sure it's you your did. job. So I, I started teaching here at Oh, was
0: it like a practice thing? We want to see you teach? and or
2: So you're not even supposed to do that. So maybe I shouldn't say it was that. But I think it kind of was that. Wow. And the kids seemed to like me. I did some... Thank God, I think I probably had started to learn about Schaefer at that time already. So I probably had a few games kind of ever just ready to go. And um
0: so, and they hired yeah. me and I
2: started teaching here. Point five. I was point five for like a long time, but point, it was
0: a, point five in the industry. Tactics means. Oh yeah, sorry. What? Half like,
2: time every every other day.
0: Every other day, teach. in this school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's how you got sta- into it.
2: And then I was I stayed gigging. That was that was me for a long time.
0: You were doing you know? a masters at U of T, or did that come at later? At some
2: point, I did a masters at U of T, mostly because it's interesting. I started to I started to get asked while I was teaching here. I got really into Murray Schafer's mm-hmm. Which no one had showed me in university. That was just like after the fact, I found this book called Creative Music Education. Right. Which is the first edition of him combining these pamphlets from the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. There's five pamphlets, I think. Rhinoceros in the Classroom, mm-hmm. composer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. mo- very reflective, practical stuff. I yeah. was like so interested in that stuff. I mean, you,
0: you know what I love about this, or to cut you off, is just like you didn't come to Schaefer through university or anything. You just came to Schaefer through real life. Like you just. You had a love for education. You came to education through real life, too, apparently. So that, this is really beautiful to me, yeah. right? And that makes sense. That all, that all adds up. Yeah, yeah, come in. It's not that formal. It's not that formal. I don't know what's going on. We have a student on,
2: but... who's asking for something.
0: Okay, we have a student who's this asking is for something. Like... Uh, this is how this goes, and we will not edit. So can we swear in front of the student? Probably not. Probably not. God damn. He just needs to get something from the cupboard. Come on in, kid, you're in the podcast. What do you go by, what's your name? We got Tom getting something out of the cupboard. What are you getting, like a clarinet?
1: He's
0: getting a flute, he's getting a flute. Well that's nice, Doug still teaches here at Rosedale all these years later, and we are gonna get into, I'm just opening up my phone here yesterday evening to keep the story going. I get an email, I get a text from, uh, from one of his students giving me a list just off of his list of how many students Doug has impacted in that sweet spot, Though the years, I, we don't know the years of when he would have taught. Okay, and, and, and the young student has got his flute, signed it out to Doug Friesen, that's the deal. Order is restored. We freaked him out real good, Tom. Tom <laughs> I think he okay. was. Anyways, let's, yeah. so so you so you, you you organically come to the work of Schaefer. You're you're into the you're into the weird. You've been weird probably your whole life, but you're into the weird stuff.
2: Yeah, I think I think in university I, I got really into you know John Zorn stuff, which I ended up using here a lot. Actually, some of his Masada Masada charts. I found some Masada charts. Uh huh. But that's that interest started happening in university already, and then. I remember yeah. there always being like, you probably felt this way too, but like some interesting stuff in university, like university was sure. fine because you're sure. hanging out with interesting people, Yeah. but the music was kind of not that great. Right. Every once in a while you'd get hit with this piece. Oh, that's interesting. That and, you changed know, your life. Exactly. Like there was this one piece we did in Wind Ensemble, which is like, I can't even believe Wind Ensemble still exist. Like uh-huh. who is, who's propping that music up? Like, I don't know. Like.
0: Oh, oh lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, any and, and
2: yeah. Mary calls that like the the ultimate in colonialism, right? It's like there's like precious metals that we went and made these instruments out of, and now we're gonna march them in front of the mo- the monarch or whatever, you know? Right. That's, but anyways, right. There was this one piece by called Passing Bell. I think the composer's name was Warren Benson, but st- uh-huh. just noisier stuff, and it made me really interested. And I think when mm-hmm. I came here to teach, I was already interested in noisier, weirder, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. subversive stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think, when I first started here, I didn't think that you could bring that in. I thought that was like, you know, I thought I was supposed to do wind ensemble here. That was
0: like the after hour stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was like, I'm interested in that. And, and music education is so good at that, is separating like daily musical practices from classroom music. It's yeah. been a pretty... Real
0: life from... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so
2: it took me a, a long time, in part because I feel like kids didn't want to do wind ensemble here because this guy David Hayes was doing... He had like this 60 piece R and b band that he arranged he arranged every night he would arrange specific parts for each kid, and wow. he would do these musicals that included all the kids in the school, like like the DD program and all the you know like like oh, he, wow. he would just it was like a it was like a public education version of what Ellington did with his band or something. It was just it blew my mind like every night he would work on these
0: Wow, how charming.
2: Yeah, and so I kind of inherited like he was he was a character too, like not your normal. Like, right. he was a rocker, you know, and, and um, he would leave every year to go, not when I was here, but before that, to go do the Anne of Green Gables from the East Coast. He would, do, he would be the pit band in Anne of Green Gables every year, so he would leave and come back.
0: Beautiful, beautiful yeah. life. And so yeah. I
2: inherited this kind of...
0: Did he leave as you were coming in, or what?
2: I was oh. here for a few years okay. with so him. Okay, you saw what he was up to. And, uh, during that time, I started to work on... I started to realize that I could bring some... Like, kids didn't want to do classical music, so I started to bring in some Schaefer stuff. I started to bring in some Zorn charts and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I started to have a small enough group that was really interested. I remember having a combo. There's some really good kids in that. They're not kids anymore. They're in their 30s now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Like Sarah Belknap, you know Frankie White and the Dead Idols? Have you heard? She was in that combo. Yeah. They opened for Kiss a bunch. You know, she's been doing a lot of Nashville songwriting. Pretty amazing. Wow. Pretty amazing person.
0: Wow. And she came out of that?
2: She came out of that first kind of, yeah, little combo I had. Yeah, wow. And at that time, it wasn't so weird. Like, I think we were doing, like, Nina Simone tracks was kind of Mm -hmm. the weirdest we would get. We would do some free improv stuff. Mm -hmm. But then I started to do, like, I really started to do Zorn charts, like Masada charts and things with big classes, like even the orchestra class.
0: Were they loving it?
2: They loved it. And I, I don't know. I don't know why. I feel like it seemed to me that they loved it Mm -hmm. and we would perform them at concerts and we would do graphic scores. We would do Schaefer. Like I remember reading that creative music education book of Murray's and thinking, that's amazing, but this can't work that well. Like he's Mm -hmm. just, you know what I mean? You know, when you read something, it's like, Oh, that's the success story. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, they were loving it. You know, we'd, we'd try Hmm. sound walks. We do graphic compositions. It seemed to me like, like the role of the weird here. Mm was, maybe it was my enthusiasm for trying it for the first time. I, I wonder if that's part of it, too, like trying a Zorn piece with an orchestra or something.
0: Who let you do all this? Or was it more like neglect? Like you were just doing it kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, it's partially,
2: it's partially both of those things. Like the principal would just let us, and David Hayes, too, like he was a department head at the time. Just do what you want. You know, if the kids are engaged, it's, it's great. And um, then I started getting into like conductions, like Zorn's conductions. Mm-hmm. And the kids seem so into it. Like, I remember the, you know, the, the Woodhead Brothers. They had a band called Spiral Beach, but then... Yeah.
0: I remember They those both have their own I bands met, I now. met those guys. Yeah. Are they in this? They They're were, not even on the list.
2: They were before Braden. That's why. They were before yeah. those guys.
0: Oh, shit. Then, Doug, walk, <laughs> us the, walk us through the life, man. This is it's happening. I remember... So Spiral th- Beach came through this thing. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, y- everywhere I look... You've kind of shit all over the fucking Toronto. You are like you've helped, you've helped it formulate. Like it really, these are the seeds that were planted. I don't know what those guys are doing now. I know that they're still that playing band a lot. Stop. Doldrums,
2: doldrums. That's that the band. That's them. He, he did something of like a Portishead, doubles. You know something with Portishead. I thought. I should know this stuff before we do this interview. No, no, all good. This is going to be part of the three (laughs) years
0: or three months. We don't know how long it's going to take, but this is going to be part of the dive.
2: But there was also at that time, the Witty Boys were around at that time. Yeah. Lowell Witty and and Leland Witty and Graham Witty, three of them. Mm -hmm. This is where it gets interesting to me. Like, I I was really into Fred Frith and Ian Batova and John Zorn and. And I started trying stuff out, and they, there was enough kids here that were interested in, what the heck is this, you know? And I remember even trying, like, a Schoenberg piece at one point, not wow. because we were going to perform it, but just because it was... Let's try it. What's the next version of Weird that we can try, you know? Wow, wow, yeah, wow. And the kids the kids seemed hungry enough and interested. Um, <laughs> This other guy, Chris Whitley, who's a string player, he's yeah. in like a quartet in Austin now. I think they have a residency in Austin. But, yeah, we would do sound walks. We'd perform, like, do... Um, these haiku performances, noise. Anyways,
0: we're, we're, when did you start bringing in these guests that were linked to some of yeah, these worlds? So like that, I heard about that, and I was like, "What the fuck is he doing there?" Quietly. Well, I think you know because we like, met. I don't know when we met you when you were in the middle of it. You had already that you were already long along your way. I, I met you like generation two.
2: Yeah, well, I maybe had, I mean
0: maybe even between rosedale gigs i can't no it was just as you were finishing your your first stint here maybe that's when, yeah. I, that's when, when I, I, I did you. my yeah, when yeah, i did yeah. my master's yeah. maybe when yeah, i went yeah, to yeah. do my master's yeah 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 yeah, yeah we're, so we're connected kind of through schaefer as well which is beautiful right yeah but pretty, that's not why we're here no so, so stay <laughs> focused stay focused sorry about that
2: no it's good i i um, thank you for reminding me because that was a pretty important special thing about i i remember yeah
0: i heard I, he's like bringing mark Ribot.
2: Yeah, we worked with Mark Rabot in New York. We worked with Jim Black in New in, York. In New York. So you took these kids to New York? Yeah. Yeah, I remember this one group I of kids. How the fuck did you do that? Well, there was, there was these, at that time, there were these dance trips. And I would just say, can I just bring the combo? Like, I'd bring those five kids. And we'd go work with, and i just ask people, and they'd do it. You know, I was in my late 20s, so you're a little braver. Yeah. And, and i just ask people, like, we worked with Mark Rabot.
0: How charming is this?
2: Jim Black, this guy Christopher what? Hoffman, this cello player that plays with Henry Threadgill. Okay. Um, amazing but I just asked them and then I'd find a practice space in New York and I'd just say I rented this practice space can you come work with these kids you should have seen Mark Rabot work with these these um Sarah Belknap was in that group I'm okay. trying to think of who else was this guy Bennett Badukian who runs yeah. it, Bennett okay. Badukian you know him too a free improv guy yeah he's a drummer he lives in, outside of Peterborough runs a bunch of stuff out there oh okay His he's names the guy that there. brought Rabot brought up the last time he oh, was in New York I see okay but Rabot was hard on them like it was like he thought they were university students. I think. Like, I don't know if he'd ever, if he'd ever been asked. How by high nice, school. though, right? How not cares. School.
0: That's great. I love that. Yeah, and I he did. That.
2: He did Zorn's hockey with them, which okay. is really tough. Wow. And he was really hard on them. It's like that's not one of your five sounds, you know. And and then okay. they did it, and it was just a, it was a beautiful moment, you know, for them. I don't know if they realized at the time who they were working with. Like no, it's now that people not. like Lowell Whitty will say to me, who I've been gigging with a bit, like that we worked with Mark Ribot, and that night, I mean, that night. Mark nice. was playing for the first time with his band Ceramic Dog. With what she has now is their first night. It was at Tonic, which has since shut down. Did you go? Yeah, it's not an all-age bar, right? So I shouldn't be saying stuff like say this. Say it out. <laughs> say it
0: loud. Yeah, he sang but, it in the but belly but of Rebeau the beast. Ribot was
2: like, "Why don't you, why don't you and the kids come to Tonic tonight?" And so all those kids, like Lowell and Leland, were there. Wow. Witty. Shout out to Cleveland. Yeah, they, they. Like, they were not, they gave them half price tickets and let them into this bar. And it was such a beautiful thing because there was all these I'm New Yorkers us. there, like, you know that, that scene where it's, like, you know them because you see them in Guelph, too, right? Like, they get it, they're getting at it more than everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's sure, like sure. I feel bad. I'm not riffing on them more than just saying the comparison between them and the kids was yeah, really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember Ceramic Dog doing this really long, noisy piece that just kept on going and, and repeating this, like, slow Wow. I remember looking over in Lowell Woody's mouth just being dropped open, like looking at me. So
0: it was working. Like the 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 desire of like blowing these kids' minds and giving them an unforgettable experience. It it you were doing it. Like you were doing it in different countries. Yeah, well, I, think, I didn't realize that that you actually went down there.
2: Yeah, I think I think maybe, it's maybe crazy. just now it's coming to me that maybe my excitement for that music hmm. and my and my excitement that I was like oh you can just do this in school like I was never taught to do any of this stuff and I'm like oh let's just do a noise piece for 30 minutes or let's just do a crescendo for the next five minutes or ten. Yeah. you know what I mean like
0: yeah you have it Doug you have it
2: that you could just do that and then at the same time those kids were realizing they're not kids anymore but they right. were realizing music can be like this too do you know what I mean like I think your Co- we community
0: kind of like, can also be like this too right like it feels to me like you were yeah, you, you. I mean, just to organize a trip like that sounds to me like you were not in it for only other. Re- you were in it for the right reasons.
2: Yeah, right? well, it was a. It was exciting for me. So it was. It was also no, selfish. Yeah. But but I also was really great. interested to see what would what would happen. Right. And then there was. Everybody
0: that, wins, right? Yeah.
2: That trip, I remember? Some of the kids were like, "I want to go around walk around Harlem." So we just like you can't do this stuff anymore. No. Right? Like like you have to have the itinerary totally. No. So we it's went. It's fucked up.
0: When is this? This is like two thousand what?
2: It's probably 2006 or 7. 2006 or 7, I bet. Because I did my master's in
0: 2008. Wow. And it it's, it's not that long ago, but it does seem like just even verbalizing a lot of what you said. It's like, wow, you're probably right. Like you wouldn't pull a lot of what you pulled. Yeah. It's just the world has become quite, I um, just, uh, you know, formalized in a lot of ways well, you or think about bureaucratic. I, or maybe it's always been, but you slip between the cracks on a lot of that shit, pulling what you did, right? Like,
2: yeah, and even like now, a person that, I mean, it's good that we have this stuff, but it's also sure. like to get into a school now, you have to have your police right. reference check and criminal records check. And, and at the time, like the people that came here, like Jim mm-hmm. Black came here, the drummer mm-hmm. from New York. hmm he was here with us for two days. Like, I think I just flew him early before the jazz. He was booked yeah. for the jazz festival. How and smart. I emailed him. Okay, okay, great. And he said, yeah, I'll come early. So I changed his flight and brought him, and he worked with kids here. And mm-hmm. then they performed with him, the kids here it's at the Transact. I mean, thank God we have people. like. So said you that were Transact. booking real
0: gigs for them. I mean, and then it's no doubt. So fucking fast forward. It's like I, I – it is a bit of a spoiler alert, but it's like <laughs> my – the – thought I had years ago when I was I kept hearing about, oh, that musician came from Rosedale. I just over and over and over and over again, just a few that you've mentioned. Yeah. And I kind of developed this theory that like whatever the fuck you were doing in education, whatever the fuck you were doing, slipping between those cracks, um, has outputted the most working musicians, um, more than I'm gonna put it out there, more than the U of T Humber, uh, yeah, York music <laughs> programs combined. Let's do the math on it. I, I mean, I've got a list here and I'm not afraid to use it at this point. Yeah. Rosedale really did it. Like it's, it's bizarre, right? And they may have all gone on their pro all of the kids that you're mentioning may have all gone on to post-secondary degrees in music, but that ain't the point for me is like they some of all, them
2: did, but yeah, no, not all of them. Yeah. 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 It's messed up. It's hard for me to like take,
0: don't it would be weird for you to take full credit like you <laughs> can't walk I, the world the that thing way thing I did
2: the best was probably <laughs> step aside and and figure out something with them like I brought my own excitement to the table yeah I brought all this I was all interested in that you know noise improv stuff yeah I brought that to the table but I also let them lead and bring in charts and I we taught them to arrange and that's something that David Hayes was doing before me too like he wasn't doing noisier or weirder stuff like they were doing right. mostly like R and B charts, but stuff.
0: maybe the model the framework was yeah, there. Right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, you know, it yeah, was a very
2: yeah. DIY and very, he was a musician a gigging musician. It was very connected to practice. Like it wasn't like, Oh, I'm a teacher now. I'm not like, he was gigging in the evening too. And so was I,
0: uh-huh. I and remember. that's not a, and that's not a bad thing when it comes no. to the model for music education. Like that needs to be baked in there. I would argue, right? Like it's gotta be real at all times.
2: Yeah, which is really hard to do if you're in the classical world. Like, to try and keep gigging as a classical musician, ah. Yeah. This yeah. gets into this idea of, like, music educators are often, in bigger universities anyways, yeah. told they're not performers. So they're already, like, kind of said, you're not, you're not doing this classical thing well enough. You're going to be a teacher. Right. Um, but when you're in the rock world or noise or improv or whatever, or DIY, you know, you just, like, I came to Toronto to gig. Uh, and yeah. it just so happened that I like teaching too. But having those things together I think was pretty positive for the kids. And same with, you know, with David Hayes and yeah. and Karen Houston too, teaches strings here. Like she taught she was gigging and is still, you know, like as a as a cellist. Um
0: how long has she taught here, Karen? I met her on think my she way said year.
2: she's been here for fifteen years. Wow. Like like wow. Wes Allen was here was here with her. Who? Wes Allen. Wes Allen, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And uh there's a lot of folks that have gone on for strings too
0: through From, through that that upbringing yeah through her yeah
2: yeah we taught orchestra together that was when I started doing the Zorn stuff in orchestra wow and some graphic scores and stuff
0: what is it Doug like what what separates I don't know how much you know about the other music programs but what do you feel
2: I know a lot about them
0: you do right? more than I want to know okay right <laughs> right I, I forgot about your other stint at the board <laughs> level so you've seen it You do know a lot about them. Pardon my French. Yeah. What is it that makes what you were doing here during that period, what the fuck, what is it? What is it? What is it that makes it special? (laughs) Well. I mean, you've touched on a lot of it, the DIY bit, right? Yeah, I think the the DIY bit. genuine nature of it, right? But
2: also that it didn't have to be how you were told it had to be or something. Yeah. It was
0: student-led as much as it was teacher-led. Yeah, Yeah, totally. By
2: the time I left for that first master's, um, year or two that I was on leave the kids were c- conducting and arranging the whole concert you know like I would I don't know if I, I would maybe I would be up there because a kid wanted to sing the song that they had arranged for everyone or something but I but the kids were conducting and arranging everything I think it was just that I was able to be like to realize it didn't have to be how I was told it did. You know, I didn't have to conduct from the podium. I didn't have to do music that we were told to do. I didn't have to do arrangements from other people. It was just let's try something different. And the kids were at that time excited enough to do it. You know,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna also say it's probably like it sounds like ever since you've been teaching, you've been fascinated by the work of Schaefer. Yeah, for sure. And so. I would, I would pin it all back there too and say like, there's a, there's a strong, like you're one of the Schaefer, like that's how we're connected, but you are one of the Schaefer what, uh, <laughs> humans, um, uh, in the country doing this guy in the world, doing this kind of work, like taking a lot of what he's done and bringing it to life. So it's no mistake to me too, that a lot of those ideas are fermenting mm-hmm. and, and, and have come to life through that. Like it, that's, that's kind of interesting too right because that's like i don't know what the hell you'd call it soft impact in a way of like his work permeates through all that eh like it's
2: well i think we got to
0: acknowledge that it's very i think beautiful right like that's education at its finest like you read his shit, you met him, it fucking blew your mind, and boom. Like, that's religion, for God's sakes, right? <laughs> like, it's scary, but
2: it's what it is. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty uh, beautiful to read that stuff and be able to try it the next day. Like, it was pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, love and it. Not love only it. that, I wrote him a letter, because two students, one of them's on your list. Max Evans and Frank Evans, both mm-hmm. still musicians. Um, <laughs> Max Fuck. lives in, on, on, I think, Vancouver Island now. Jesus,
0: this is going to be a hard one. to I'm going to blow my bank account. <laughs> But they knew I'll Skype Schaefer. It in with they guys. knew
2: Schaefer um, from doing his wolf project in summer. Their family had done it for years. I see. And so they gave me his address, and I wrote him a letter because he didn't have a phone, and or still doesn't. I mean, I think they have a phone now because his health, health ish. Um, stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. phone ish. Mm-hmm. But I wrote Murray a letter. So I was reading his books, mm-hmm. and then I was trying the stuff out, and then I was going to talk with him about it, and it was the most amazing thing. So, so. I mean, his, his sound education stuff is so perfectly set up for what are the kids bringing to the table? It's not like they're not being told what to do. They're going to make their own music, you know? And then I would say, oh, the kids and I are going to do, like, it's nice outside. We're going to go do pieces for specific locations around our school. Yeah. Or no, I said to him, we're going to, go record and compose for soundscapes. And he was the one that pushed me. Like he was so excited too at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you go perform it out there? Like I remember him saying, wouldn't it be hilarious to have two saxophones up in an apartment building facing two other saxophones across the street? You know, like I was able to talk with him about it at the same Workshop
0: time. Workshop idea. We wacky, the wackiest yeah. ideas on earth. Right. Yeah, and yeah.
2: that, that excited him. That's something that I think I yeah. hope I'm passing on that. It's like, I didn't go visit him and he was like let me tell you some stuff it wasn't like that at all he was although yeah. I did get stories out of him about yeah. me and yeah. John Cage and stuff but yeah. it was about he was interested in what, we were, what I was teaching that day and we would, we would yeah workshop ideas and he would like shape assignments you know um, or at least make suggestions and then I would be able to go back and say oh we did this piece you know where Like, we composed pieces for Queen Street Mm -hmm. one time where Mm -hmm. kids picked a certain spot. So Mm -hmm. we'd walk, they'd perform, and then we'd walk to another next person's performance. And like Trinity Bellwoods, there was a piece for tennis, the tennis court. (laughs) There was a piece on either side of the street. With Rosedale Kids? Yeah, this is with Rosedale Kids. You
0: went all the way out that way.
2: Yeah. Again, that would be hard to to do even to get like, you know, you'd have to have your itinerary set up. But by the end, it was really great because it was by the end of this, there was like 20 compositions there was a group of people following us to, like, see what was what was going to happen, you know?
0: You know, I was in a... This was, like, part of the tipping point for me. Like, this has been on my to-do list, you. Uh, <laughs> and and this deep dive but for a while. But I was I was at a show in November. And I'm doing my weird shit, right? It was weird all day. It was, like, a the festival I put on. And one of the kids that was tending bar came up to me after. At the end of the night, we were drink, having a drink. And he goes, Man, all that stuff just reminds me of... Uh, yeah. like my high school i'm like uh-huh yeah. and then and then like you know four sentences later we we tease it out of him he's like yeah it really reminded me of like some of the work of murray schaefer and then um, and then and then you come up right it's like <laughs> time and time again it does it doesn't take much right it's, it's just conversations with musicians or yeah. weirdos right you you've come up a lot and it, and it really inspires me like i that is a legacy in a lot of ways right it's, it's really like uh I don't know, man. It, it's, and it's what they all have between them, too, right? Like, yeah. there's a b- such a beauty in that, like, yeah. that community. And do you keep in touch with a lot of these students? You said you've been gigging with yeah, been, some of them now, right? gigging That's... a bit with
2: Leland and Lowell witty. Yeah. Um, it's like the Lowell witty Quartet. I think you okay. just put out a record wow. that, that I'm on, wow. which is such a funny, like, these are heavy, like, Karen Ning is on the record, too, wow. and these are heavy players, and to get wow. to play with them is a pretty...
0: I'm gonna try to pretty, interview those guys about this. Treat. They're gonna they're on the list, so uh, hopefully we can play one of those tracks.
2: Yeah, and those guys would be able to talk about about David Hayes too. Like they had Hayes, okay. and then I came in. Okay, great, great. And so I think some of them will talk about you know the combination of having this like DIY like big band style like R and B style mm-hmm, band mm-hmm. with some of the weirder stuff. You know, like I'd be curious to hear what they what they have to say. Like I mean. Okay. Those kids got to work with... Now I'm going backwards, but... Go go ahead. But Eva Batova was here at our school. Yeah, wow. Like, I, I think she was here for some consulate concert, and I emailed her and she came. Like, I went and picked her up from someone's house and drove her to Rosedale... And she had the kids outside playing to birds. Like it was like such a beautiful. All of this you know, is
0: kid. highly abnormal. Like you, that's why it's it's so special and out out. It's it's what the teacher should be, <laughs> you know, picking up the the guest musician, the world renowns, and bringing yeah. them and bring and bl- bringing yeah. them to the kids. Right, like it's so special.
2: Yeah, and they worked with Fred Frith. Yeah, um, I think I got in trouble though for that one from from someone. Good. I mean, I think I realized later as I was older that. These musicians were being brought in by people who had applied for grants and I'm just like tacking on oh you know I know what see. I mean? Like here, let I me see. pay them a little bit more. I get it okay so you got a
0: slap on the wrist from an actual presenter because because the world got more formalized so as the world got more formalized the festivals like to make they would they would formalize that 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 relationship with the school and then say can we bring it in but you were doing it you were a decade or two ahead of your time on that right you were doing the community building that the musicians were happy to do right before it became a thing on a grant
2: they were all they all said yes like I never twisted any arms you know me like I'm not an arm twister right like if they were like no and i'd be like okay that's fine like that's my style sure but they were so into it all of them you know isn't it
0: isn't it also funny how like for most humans all it takes is asking like i mean they can say no and you're done but you know (laughs) or you're done for the day anyway yeah i had
2: the bad plus guys scheduled to come here to rosedale yeah but it got cancelled this is a funny Mm -hmm. they wouldn't let me do it because they wouldn't there was like some puppet puppet show or something that I couldn't get moved. Anyways, it didn't happen. But I'm happy
0: that you got bumped for a puppet show. Puppets always uh, Trump, right? Yeah.
2: Puppets Trump, bad yeah. plus.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, the other interesting well, thing as I say that was the administrator doesn't know who bad, they don't know who bad plus is. They, they don't they, know that it's a big deal. They don't know who even, right. the to- like even the kids don't, you know what I mean? They ex- like, at the they're time. just
0: humans, right? But they they did it. They did their thing, right? Because yeah. they looked at it in, into it after and were like, because I've talked to some of them about this. I'm like, you had Trevor Dunn in your, yeah, right? That was an interesting was one like, too. This is
2: messed up, right? You know who these people are, you know, and <laughs> there was one kid it's when cool. Trevor Dunn came to do some free improv stuff with us. There was one, he came with Shelley Bergen, who was his partner oh, yeah. at the time. Yeah. It was awesome. There was one kid who showed up with some Mr. Bungle CDs and it was a really, it was a really beautiful thing. Like this guy, Fun. Sam Rosenberg. I don't know if you know him, but he's, he's on the a, list. Yeah. Sam Rosenberg is, uh, huh? I think he moved back to Montreal, but he was in Hamilton for a while, a drummer, okay. um, but also does a lot of, DJing like radio, radio at nighttime,
0: Sam, I'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep naming these names. Cause that's what it's going to lead to. I mean, every one of the names that you've led you've named so far, I'll try to follow up on and get an interview. Right. That's the point of this. So
2: yeah. Well, when I think about, I really feel like I was following what I was interested in, mm-hmm. but also taking the kids lead and, and letting them lead. And I remember that, like, I think I mentioned him already, but Evan Cartwright, mm-hmm. Had taken the grade 11 course with David Hayes, and then David Hayes left. Yeah. And I said to Evan, it was called composition the course. I said, What were you doing in that class? And then Evan Cartwright, who you know in a drummer in town. Sure. He taught me. I mean, I was that was the teacher, but he taught me this the the drop two harmonies and drop three harmonies. I didn't know that stuff wow. one time, like Ellington style wow. voicings. Wow. wow. He's like, This is excuse me, this is what he taught us. And and so he taught it to me and then I asked him to teach the class. And so I'm, I guess I'm trying to say that as an example, mm-hmm. I wasn't afraid or or maybe I became unafraid mm-hmm. to not know more than the kids to be like basically just in the search. Just I don't know. I don't know. I there trying, it is. You know. That's the fucking quote. <laughs>
0: That's the quote. I think that's such an important point is to be vulnerable and not know it all. And, and, and it's the co-learning thing, right? Like it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. But, but this world's full of know-it-alls and that's the fucking problem, right? Like brute arrogance doesn't necessarily make a good teacher. It's just like, yeah, yeah, let's be curious together and and figure this shit out. That's great. Yeah.
2: The story I always, another story I tell about that kind of like vulnerability is, um, Hmm. Bringing Dave, this is before I started really experimenting here, but I brought Dave Clark in to do some free improv with that combo, that first combo. Mm. Cameron Whitesell, Sarah Belknap, she's a music teacher in, uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Durham, I think, mm-hmm. Peel. Wow, wow. Cameron Whitesell, Bennett and
0: Wow. I gotta get in touch with... with... Hannah,
2: Hannah, Hannah Krapavinsky, she's a singer too, she's a really good, she's a good singer, she lives in the West End.
0: Wow. Because I, I want to see how she teaches music in Peel. After having been through yeah, this, through, through this, I will, I will. <laughs>
2: I'd be curious too. Um, but anyways, Beautiful. that combo, Dave Clark came in and did some free improv with him. You know his thing. And at the uh-huh. time, I didn't know the hand signals that well. Uh uh-huh. And there was two hand signals that he that he showed them, which was, one was use your voice. Uh uh-huh. I know you can't see this. Yeah. People can't see Doug's this.
0: Doug's doing the uh, pantomime puppet. The, <laughs> uh, yeah. And the Can one was
2: solo, like you're a solo. Can yeah. you hear it? Yeah.
0: Solo, he's pointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, and I was standing, I was doing what a lot of teachers do when I do workshops for teachers because yeah. I started getting asked to do workshops for teachers. Okay, okay. After this, I was standing on the outside of the circle and letting Dave work with the kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like standing, leaning against the wall, I classic see. teacher move. Yeah. I don't want to be vulnerable. I'm yeah. standing away. Yeah. And then Dave gave the, the puppet to you solo voice, right? And now it doesn't seem like anything to me, but at the time it was a big deal. I oh. like started to do a vocal improv and I turned beat red Uh uh-huh and i was and then i but after immediately after that moment it's like nothing changed the kids don't do what i mean the kids don't think i'm a loser the kids don't in fact right it was a pretty big moment for me wow um in in regards to that idea of like not needing to be the one that knows or not needing to be the one in control or not needing to always Hmm. feel comfortable even when you're teaching beautiful
0: exactly I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, moderate comfort, but discomfort's healthy there, eh? Like a, yeah. A, a, yeah. a a good dose.
2: Not knowing what we're gonna end up with, you know, when we start something. But That's a big one.
0: from seeing Schaefer teach, it's like also knowing where you wanna go, but letting the, the the students feel like they're driving, right? Like giving them equal yeah feel that they're driving, but they're not. <laughs> In a lot of ways, they're not, right? Like which yeah, I like. Like well, I. Well, I
2: think that he's always holding. The, he's so, a puzzle. Him yeah. and I. D- the, differ a little. I taught with him in Mexico City right. before. That was his last trip, I think, Mexico City in 2012, Ooh. I think. Holy shit, Doug. We're getting old. I think 2012 was his last trip. Uh-huh. And he... Uh, he, Him and I differ a little bit. Like, he does like to shape it more than I realized. You know, he likes ah. to like...
0: Okay. Okay, gotcha. He does
2: bring in input, and people bring material from their lives and, and things, but he does like to shape it... Um, and I maybe that's a good thing I've always yeah. I've always struggled with that because I don't I don't shape it as much but that means sometimes the the end goals aren't as spectacular as right. what Murray produces with communities you know like he's a composer that's Got not it. I'm not a capital C composer right um, I'm a collaborator nice but that ends up I mean not that Murray's not but you know what I mean but that ends up Sometimes the, pe- the 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 end goals, right. if that's what we're reaching for, aren't always as exciting.
0: Well put. If that's what we're reaching for, because I would argue maybe not, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. And you 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 too, right? Like, so who on this list? I mean, if we're gonna pivot here a little bit, who on this list even do you know where they went after for school? Like, if I just start riffing some names, because I, I, I that is kind of interesting, right? I guess you would lose track of them, and then they they'd pop up in the scene or what, like. Like, did Aaron Como he came up, and I was like, oh, you went through, Doug- I started paying attention to it around Aaron Como. and that was years ago, like, <laughs> your your student buddy, Yeah, right? I'd be
2: curious to know what Aaron took from my approach, um, I think he enjoyed it, he was with this guy Justin Deneau quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, Aaron never went to, I don't think Aaron went to school That's after, what I, like, I, I think he I'm went pretty into, sure you're he right. started gigging, and mm-hmm. then has built a studio, and and super well respected I mean yeah. like I feel like his name is coming up now non-stop for you know? sure yeah
0: for sure yeah. right
2: and great player I went to see him release his solo record um, oh, wow Doug. the Burdock and it was beautiful wow beautiful music yeah so he didn't go to, he didn't go to school right um, so so he spent a lot of time in here he spent a lot of time in that back room they had like a little like lounge set up in that little
0: he's pointing to one of those studios <laughs> but this, this this school has grit
2: yeah yeah
0: it's fascinating. Um, and his
2: his team, yeah. that that circle of folks would be Sam Cash.
0: Yeah, Sam Cash is on um, the list. Raven
2: Shields, Kalen Furlish, Kalen Furlong. Yeah. Catlin, no wait, yeah, yeah,
0: Kalen, Kalen Furlish.
2: I don't think Furlish. I think it's Furlong. If, yeah.
0: <laughs> you got the witty brothers, yeah. Graham Lowell. Yeah, and Leland. And Gra- and Leland Cleveland. Is that what you, you call, got? What you got Raven Shields. Leland? You yeah. got Sam Cash. He put them one after another. I believe there are a couple. A couple of, couple of goofs. Yeah, a couple of goofs. Um, Evan Cartwright is here. You got, yeah. yeah, Wes Allen, you spoke about. Adam Beer Colacino. I didn't know that. You know Adam Beer Colacino? He's on this goddamn <laughs> list. We'll Wait, talk about Adam, that's, did, that's that. That's great. That Guitar been player. Yeah, no, I'm oh I'm God. putting him on this list, and of course you got Brayden Soder.
2: Brayden Soder for sure, and and there's another person you're th- making me think of too. Oh, he does bluegrass with um, not bluegrass. But oh, like- is it Gr-
0: Graham? It's Graham Graham uh, Gra- uh, Graham uh, Mansfield. Graham Mansfield was Graham here too. Graham Mansfield at that time. was here too. Yeah, yeah. Now I got to yeah. interview fucking Graham <laughs> Mansfield.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You got Blake Day. You got Jacob, Jacob Damlin. Damlin. Oh my
2: gosh! Yeah, awesome, amazing folks.
0: There's a big list here, ladies and gentlemen, gentle listener. Callan Furlong. Is yeah, that that's what that's what I was saying. <laughs>
2: You're saying Furlong.
0: Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's my accent. Uh, don't <laughs> hold it. Don't hold it against me. But there's me.
2: also like this. This there's a few people that aren't on there that that sure. Um, Addie Beach has become a music teacher. She's teaching at Parkdale now. Really? She's amazing. You and see, I- I'm,
0: I'm I'm, in awe of that because I want to see what they took. I want to see what they would... Yeah, it'd be interesting to talk to, to her. You know what I mean? What yeah. they... Yeah. What ends up being in their practice, not only as music makers, but now as music educators, I'm really interested in that. I'd like, be,
2: I'd love to. It's probably yeah. going to be more interesting than what I'm saying. I think, you know, I think it's going to be. No, like- no, Doug,
0: you're, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, and and in beautiful Doug Doug Freeze fashion, there's a little side order of of self-deprecation. <laughs> hey, are, are you? W- w- what is your upbringing?
2: Yeah, I grew up as a pretty traditional Mennonite.
0: We got ourselves the first. Mennonite Is there a gong in here That I can hit? <laughs> no The first Mennonite <laughs> uh, This is episode I think 90 Of Of, of Really of, you haven't Introduced, of, in, introduced in, Any industry, Mennonites? Of industry tactics I'm pretty sure No you're not You're not I think Bill Exley In the in the Nihilus Spasm Band May have yeah, Mennonite Maybe in, may, Maybe a side order Of Mennonite
2: I'm a Manitoba Mennonite though So it's a different A different thing The first
0: thing. Manitoban <laughs> Mennonite now, now you came out here And you were talking about Dave Clark earlier And the influence of him and the real statics. I didn't realize the real statics are what pulled you are, are the yeah. reason the reason we're here in a lot of ways. Like, like I wouldn't have met you if you were if you had stayed in Manitoba. I don't think maybe. No, you know, I definitely would
2: have headed to the north and started teaching up. You know what I mean? Like I had got I had yeah. job offers in Manitoba when I graduated. OK. Um, and I came here because of the real. I mean, Dave, Don Kerr was playing drums at the time. Yeah. And I met Dave later. I started doing a few shows with him with Peter Elkis. Dave was uh-huh. playing drums. And that's when Dave and I started talking about education and it started to really blow my mind what he was doing. So brave, too. Like, still to this so day. Like, I've worked brave. with Dave for so many years now. And when I work, when we work together, we do this festival, Esme Festival, which has become a pretty exciting thing. It's in the sixth year. It's it's programs that don't fit the regular Kiwanis Festival. Like, yeah. Kiwanis has very specific categories. And if you're not in them, you have no place to go to, like, Share what you're doing So
0: it's off Broadway
2: Yeah Yeah. Off off Broadway Yeah 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 I mean there's DJ clubs There's bucket drums There's These hybrid ensembles Between like Some kids had a sampler With their band And Steel pan and band And Like there was like A 10 electric guitar ensemble But like
0: Wow! So you did this uh, through the school board. You 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 kind of did this off off to the side. Eh? It was like for kids or music programs that weren't fitting in that that couldn't do the Kiwanis Then you 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 started this festival as yeah, an started, answer to that.
2: I started this with a few other teachers, and then I just ended up being in that consulting position that helped me, I think, make it happen. I see. Um, and and well it's done. pretty beautiful because it's the that group of teachers have been trying to say for a long time that that. When someone says successful music education, people just automatically think orchestra, you know, choir, strings, no mistakes, band. and yeah. yeah, exactly. No mistakes and yeah. getting gold at Kiwanis like those. There's still schools that like have their, you know, you walk into a school and you can see it immediately, like pictures of them with pictures of who the teachers with their trophies.
0: It, it's, it's right? all, of, they are very much in the foreground and. Yeah. and third place is a motherfucking is a loser right pardon my french gentle listener i've been swearing <laughs> a lot this episode but yeah, yeah 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 and i remember you pulled that back and i think we're also connected through through lee Bartel, who's been yeah. a big influence on our, on both of our lives and mm. uh, at u of t and the and the notion of it ain't a competition man the, these aren't the olympics yeah yeah. It's a together, it's a, it's, it's, it's music making is a thing that brings you together. It sounds very hippie, but, That's but goddamn true. And sometimes you got to hit that over the head. Like the, yeah. why have so many missed the boat on that of it's, it's about the gold medal win. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous.
2: Murray puts it really well in that um, thing he wrote for the Brandon University. Um,
0: wow. I didn't he, know what this. Say,
2: he said, um, music education in North America is crippled by affluence. There which I know. love so much because it makes you think all we can do is learn to play the clarinet and the tuba. Like we have five tubas. We have to learn how to play them as opposed to like, we can like put things in them or, I mean, I'm I'm exaggerating, but like well, make m- weird sounds with them or, you know, take them outside and play, you know,
0: turn it inside out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
2: absolutely. So that's been super inspiring.
0: That's really great though, that this connection to Clarky and, and the, and then you're in, I, I mean, I forgot for a second, you're in Bedini Band. You, you have yeah. strong connections with, with Selena Martin in your own music-making career. Like, you've gone so many interesting places. Can you highlight some of those, like, adventures?
2: Yeah, I mean, playing um, when the Rios stopped. I mean, they're back together now, but when they stopped playing um, Bedini and this guy, same guy, Paul Linklater, that I moved out here with and Don Kerr uh, formed a band just for fun to hang in, have fun. And then, and then ended up gigging quite a bit and putting, I think we put out three records before wow. the Rios got back together. Pretty exciting. And, and I, it's perfect. It perfectly lines up with my teaching. And I have, I have two kids now, like it's weekend, weekend stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? You go away and play or you yeah. play once one, one night in Toronto or
0: what's that like remaining connected with all these guys in the Rio statics? Like it, it's, you know,
2: it, it's funny. Dave, Dave Clark, I was saying earlier, he's so, so brave, right? Like still like this Esme Festival, every time we do it together, I'm like, what a brave person, like he just goes for it. He's just trust, <laughs> he just trust but not blo- like faith that something beautiful is gonna happen.
0: And not that arrogance that we were talking about earlier of just like, know it all, it's a different kind of brave and, yeah. and, and we'll say the good kind, right? Yeah. yeah, like there's
2: 140 kids sometimes at those festivals. And it's like, we'll do something. And we just make something up and he either like he's just yeah. And anyways, Dave yeah. Bedini is also has a, a certain brave like they have a similar
0: I don't know Bedini as well, like, but Bra- yes.
2: Bedini writes songs, right. but then he's like the first person to start totally messing up. Like on per- like it's like let's just unravel this thing in front of a whole group of people. You right. know, like like it's a really a brave and exciting that they know for some reason that the product Is not really necessarily what we're going for here, and if that's all we go for, we're missing out on all these extra, extra things. You know, like Dave's the Bedini's the first person to like start messing with his own song that Mm -hmm. he might have spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. making Mm -hmm. um, for the sake of having that feeling of being unsure and vulnerable and what's going to happen next. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and welcoming folks in. So playing with them is amazing. I've stayed connected with Don Kerr and Mm -hmm. gigged with him quite a bit.
0: And you've also done your stint, fair stint with uh, Weaker Thens, now that I'm thinking of it. Or is it John Samsonite?
2: Yeah, through Dave Bedini. Yeah. <laughs> John Samsonite. John K. Samsonite. John K. Samson uh, did a gig with us in the U. Is he Mennonite? No. Did, did he, drop actually the,
0: f- he dropped the ite after, I guess, when he made it big. It's, now it's just John K. Samson.
2: Yeah, he dropped the No. It's
0: <laughs> fucking bullshit. Doug Friesenite. You fucking we, took the ite out of your last name bullshit
2: well no keep the ites, man i don't know why you guys don't have ites in their name that's not that's that's (laughs) sorry
0: sorry go ahead
2: (laughs) (laughs) um john i met john sampson in in the yukon and we ended up getting along really well he was running a record but he's his mom is from my hometown like 2,500 people in manitoba um southwestern manitoba clarney manitoba and so we got along really well, and I ended up touring on that record. I helped make that record and then toured, wow. toured on that record, which was Man. really amazing. That's the first time I'd ever, like, done the Europe thing and right. done the North America thing, right. done right. the tour bus. It's pretty nice when you get a tour bus, eh?
0: Oh, my God. And then
2: you get those sausages in Germany. I only
0: know the tour van, but the <laughs> sausages in Germany, yes, and I know and how to crash mustard, that van. You know,
2: Senf. I know senf. that Senf. <laughs> oh, that beautiful Senf. Uh, it was beautiful, oh, but I, I do feel like...
0: I believe that might be the first time Semph's come up in the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. We're learning all the tactics. I
2: love saying synth.
0: Yeah, semph. The synth. And yeah. those
2: tubes. They're like toothpaste tubes of mustard. You the know? tubes, yes. I miss that. Me too. But then playing with Selena Martin too. like that. Mm-hmm. Selena's mm-hmm. like, John was into it too. Like sometimes things would get noisy, you know, mm-hmm. Like, like some, especially because he likes to just sometimes recite like poems and you could do noise in the background. Mm-hmm. Especially because I was playing double bass and it made it really exciting. Oh, fun. But Selena, I feel like I love playing with all these people. Yeah, sure. But playing with Selena Martin is like a pretty special thing for me because my role in her band, I think, fits like what I want to do really well. You know, I can yeah. get noisy and get riffy and yeah. get, you know, it's really exciting. You,
0: you play bass in that band, right? Yeah, or but I
2: play Korg too, like Micro Oh, yeah, Korg, right, right. Which is really, really right, exciting for me. Right, right. And you're, playing, you're on again. all those records, yeah? It's no, the last September. one. September. You in are? September, yeah. At the oh, Dakota, I think. Great, great. Yeah. Can't wait. She's going to be back from France. I'm on the last two records. The last two, yeah. I think, yeah.
0: It's beautiful work. It's beautiful work.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I think, as you said already earlier, gigging and teaching at the same time, it's like it's like a direct link. It feeds it. And it's also, the kids are like, oh, you can just go do that. You know what I mean? Like, get, was it was It's modeling.
0: You're showing yeah. them that it can be done and that's how it should be. And I, no, I think they pick up on... Evidently, through you they pick up on how genuine it is it's not it's not like yeah this is my day job you know it's like there is no night job it's all the same it's all play it's all that's an interesting
2: thing too I
0: I feel they would pick up on it and that that is something I'm going to dig into right it's like that sense of how genuine it is and how that mo- that's modeled, right? Mm-hmm. The, that and that's why. And not to say that at U of T, U or I'm not here to shit on any of the other institutions. <laughs> I'm just here to to celebrate you, really, because I think that that is why so many of them veered into music. I think it's part of it. I mean, we'll find out.
2: Yeah, I'm curious to hear what they what they have to say. I mean, they'll definitely give credit to like the, the environment and the space too, yeah. like that there was like, I know Wes was saying like he came in when. Wes the, Allen. Yeah. Like yeah. when the, when the witty boys were there and it was like, Oh my God, look at them go. And then he was like, I want to do that. And you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a yeah. pretty infectious infectious yeah. thing. Yeah. I think. Um, and that kids were allowed to do what they want to do. I don't know how, why has music education not caught up? I don't understand. Like we still pretend like kids don't know anything about music. Right And it's like blank slate, you know, and need to come into our rooms to learn it. I don't know how that's still a thing.
0: I mean, Wes is a good example of like someone who's, you know, he's done his time with Daniel Cesar and and really like just like gone into interesting new worlds as a producer Mm. where it's like the bedroom producer in a lot of ways who... And I'm not saying it's west, but that whole world of of of, of DIY in yeah. in music is is fascinating to me too, right? Is that it, that is breaking it open, right? So it's like music education is falling behind in that in that sense totally. in a lot of ways too, right? So totally. it's it's quite beautiful to see how yeah. n- maybe it is starting to, or maybe it'll reinform how we do it, right? Because it's it's totally explorative now in 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 in, 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 in music production, so the world you're trying to fight for is more relevant in a lot of ways to to reaching that bloodstream, right? For yeah. for the end game of like, what do you want to do as a musician? You want to get creative and make new sounds and make new shit. And this is a better way to get there, I think. Like, yeah. You, you know, yeah. I'm arguing for you, Doug.
2: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. And I can't, I don't, I just don't, I, I don't know if I share your hope that music educational shift quick enough or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean it feels like it's a big oil tanker or something. Yeah, but you know what just, you,
0: you, you know but you're you, you're part of the underdog <laughs> you're you're part of the underdog family, right? Yeah. You, you know, you come out of that that world if you do get the comparison to Schaefer and and want it. I mean, fine. If not, you're your own man making it a big impact, but that's yeah. the underdog, man. I don't think yeah, I don't think music education will ever catch up and fuck it. Right? I mean, it's it's yeah, going to change its name before it figures it out, but I I don't know, exactly. man. You, you did it though. You did it, man. Like and that that like honestly, I don't I don't know. I wanted I want to dig deep into it. So we're wrapping up here. This is the end. I, I I'm this is the end of part one with Doug Friesen, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take whatever time it, t- it it's is necessary. We're all busy. And then um we're gonna come back after all of the episodes in between. This is season two, I'm calling it. Yeah. Season two. We're gonna we may veer off, but I'm I'm hoping that the majority of the interviews in season two are gonna be all linked. To this deep dive in the impact of that Doug Friesen has had on the Toronto music scene. Oh my I God. mean, it's a fucking community, man. And yeah. it and it has generations to it, right? You're talking about different eras of it, right? Like you've named names that aren't on this list that Braden Sachuk shared with me.
2: Yeah, there's probably people that I totally
0: But isn't that messed up? Like you're part of influencing bad, bad, not good. A lot of these a lot of these bands that have moved on and done stuff, like it's I want right? to tell that.
2: I want to tell that story if that's okay. Go, please. I know you want to
0: move no, on. no, no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end it on this.
2: Leland, this is not a good example of, of.
0: Shout out to Cleveland.
2: <laughs> Leland come comes into Rosedale in grade nine. My my band class. Okay. And he's a hot guitar player. Like, he's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know now. I can't remember what he was, but like, I was like, Leland, you can't play guitar in this class. You're gonna get bored out of your skull. Like everyone's learning how to do the fingerings of you know concert B flat major okay so i said i told leland he needs to play saxophone he needs to play an instrument just so he could be at the same level as the rest of the i mean I i'm not quite to beautiful take, no, take credit, no 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 but, no but it was more just
0: like there's a moment in his life where you you you're <laughs> that pinball he turns a corner
2: yeah and then and then it's not till a few years later that i finally went to see a show maybe a year ago bad bad not good and it blew my mind wow what they're doing like they're, it's noisy music. That's fun. And all the kids are just like screaming and dancing. It was it was it's beautiful. Like I know it's it's like I guess it's a hype thing or something. But they're they're shredding up there, like really pushing almost like post bop style stuff with uh-huh. funk. Uh-huh. And everyone's into it. It's amazing. It's blowing my mind. Like I think you're right. Things are catching up maybe in a way, or the scene maybe is getting better and more diverse or more i don't know
0: and you and you planted seeds and really interesting ideas that i think had um had some depth to them that it it took maybe this long for them to all start coming through but it's i'm seeing it and hearing it right (laughs) it's beautiful
2: yeah i was lucky i felt lucky
0: doug we love you and thank you and appreciate (laughs) you and we'll celebrate you uh in the coming months or years depending on how long it takes to do this deep dive
2: (laughs) Thanks I'm going to make it
0: a, I don't know why I'm doing this. It just seems to have happened naturally to want to go this deep and, and kind of unravel the, the impact that you've had. Right. It, it teaches that one teacher, like it, your fucking lives matter, man. Go out there and do something. Be a Doug Friesen. <laughs> Be a oh Friesenite, man. It's hard, Friesen hear,
2: night. it's hard to hear that, that stuff, but I really appreciate you coming here to the school. Like, you know, I had a long day of teaching and it's nice to ch- chat about this stuff at the end and feel like there's there's some I mean I yeah, I do to take sole credit yeah. but I think I've been a part you of something you work amen
0: to that amen yeah. and you're humble as they come man it's uh, it's beautiful I had a feeling you'd be like this you're not going to be all Randy Buckman like yep Lee, Cleveland he's mine <laughs> 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 I told him everything I told him not 251 <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I told him that uh, yeah.
0: yeah no um, yeah. It, you know I love these moments where you find out that education really does matter you know? yeah, and, and if we're going to bring this season two back to Dougie, yeah. and you got good Dougie here in front of me, and then you got evil Dougie trying to get in the way, yeah, education sure. really matters with shaping a life, and, and, and you see the spiral impact it makes, right? So you're, you're it, you know? It's beautiful. So um,
2: Yeah, it's a pretty, it definitely, those years definitely, and now too, showed me what, what the possibilities of what education can be, especially music classrooms, you know? Pretty exciting. Inspiring. Bye, Doug. Bye, Rich.
0: We'll catch up with you on the other side of the bun.
2: <laughs> Looking forward to it. Wasn't that
0: great? Thanks again, Doug, for making time. And uh, that was part one of what I'm calling a part uh, two-parter with Doug Friesen. Uh, the bun, the sandwich bun. And in, in between the meat of this thing is going to be all of his students that he's impacted across the city. I'm going to find you wherever you are. And uh, I look forward to, to kind of unraveling the impact that Doug has had on your life as a musician. So thanks again for listening. That was episode 80. Please subscribe and uh, go to Friendly Rich for more information on, on my music and my work, friendlyrich.com. Follow me on social media. Uh, if you go to Instagram right now, I'm, cat- I'm cataloging, I'm scataloging all of the turds in my neighborhood very compelling content. Be good to each other. Keep washing those hands and we'll get through this. Bye for now.